few years ago, you probably would have found me at the bar all night long ripping shots with my friends. And then I would go home and probably cry until 3 a.m. Today, I practice yoga and I meditate every morning. And this change has really saved my life. Every word I share on this show comes from those days and those nights where I couldn't see five minutes in front of me. Everything was about how much I could do, how much I could accumulate, how good I could look. The Bright Side of the Moon is a show made to help you accept the dark with the light, the intense with the relatively easy, all while still feeling connected to your soul and living from this place. You no longer need to fear the dark because without it, you'll never be able to fully experience the light that lies within. I'm living proof of this. This show is a place for me to share about the things I've learned and the coping skills that have saved my life. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll definitely swear. <laughs> but most of all, we'll connect with the light within. I'm Paige Pitchlar, and this is The Bright Side of the Moon. Hi, hi. Welcome back to Bright Side of the Moon. I'm Paige Pitchler. I'm so excited to talk to you today. <sighs> so funny, because all day I've been thinking about this topic and... I was eating kale chips and it was like, now, like you need to talk about it. It's just been on my mind and something that I've talked about in a lot of different ways. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into it because I know that it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And this topic that wouldn't leave me alone, that really came to me in a pretty strong download a few times, it is none other than silence. How infrequently we are actually in silence. Even when I'm writing, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm listening to music, something. In yoga class, there's music, there's background noise. It's just so seldom that we have a moment to be quiet and to slow down. And we've kind of, well, we have bought into this paradigm that we need to be constantly doing. And any time that there's a lapse or time for us to be alone and quiet, we need to fill it with something. TV, whatever it is, which is okay. I mean, I like TV, but that aversion to silence really kind of indicates something a lot bigger than what we think. Because I mean, I was classic case of this. I worked my whole life constantly. Once I graduated from college, I worked 12 hour days and then I would coach basketball and then I would go to the gym and get home at 9 p.m. and do it again. And that's because I thought that that would make me worthy. I thought that that was what people wanted of me. And that was going to make people respect and notice me all the while burning myself out, obviously. And it was awful, but that's what I was kind of ingrained to do. And in reality, I just couldn't be alone with myself. I couldn't be in the silence. I didn't know what would come up. I mean, I had at that point, 20 years of trauma stored up that I didn't want to deal with. And in this guise of I'm making something of myself and filling every second of my time with things that I don't really want to be doing, it really was a way for me to escape myself and the silence that would tell me, yo, you're not living the right life. (laughs) So we're in this masculine paradigm of doing and constantly pushing and climbing the ladder and acquiring, accumulating, leading by the ego, really, of trying to produce this worth externally which is exhausting and it's not going to make you any happier. I mean, even last night I was talking to my dad and I said, every time that I thought something was going to make me 10 times happier, it didn't. Every time I worked for this, I worked for that, I would get there and be like, okay, cool for about 10 minutes, feeling good. And immediately that value would start decreasing. 
And we forget this because I learned it at a really young age. When I was 10, ooh, this story. When I was 10, I went on a diet and I lost 40 pounds and I counted every calorie. I exercised for hours and people complimented me. People told me that it was great. My parents were going through some things. There was a lot of turmoil at home and it just was a way for me to channel that pain in a way that was constructive in the opinion of adults, which ergo became my opinion. You know, I'm channeling this and I'm getting healthier, which by no means was I healthier doing 1,200 crunches one night and having to go to the ER because I had such a bad cramp. Really, it's just this paradigm of thinking that once you lose the weight, once you have all this money, once you have this, once you're there, it's all going to be fixed. So this was summer. I was 10 and it was time to go back to school. And I was working all summer to look amazing in sixth grade, to look fantastic. So I was tiny and everybody noticed. And I thought that my life was going to be perfect. You know, my parents would get back together and I would have straight A's and people would be nicer to me. Needless to say, that didn't happen. In fact, it was pretty much the opposite. People were meaner to me. My parents kind of drifted further away from each other. It was awful. And I learned it very early. And that didn't mean I implemented it early. It took me another, you know, 10, 15 years. I quickly learned that just because something is an outlet and you think it's going to make you happy, it's only going to be for a little bit if it's based on external appearances, you know? And that's why there's such a big epidemic of depression, anxiety, because we get all these things. We accumulate everything we think we should have. We do everything. We check all the boxes. We go to school. We get good grades. We get a good job. We get a house. We get a car. And we get there and we're like, what is it? What is this? Okay, what's next? And it's just a cycle. And I know we all know this, but what's missing is the ability to be quiet, to stop the rat race, to exit, to jump off the ego's hamster wheel, to be quiet, to meditate, to listen to God, to source, to goddess, whatever. You have to be quiet to listen to that. You can't be so caught up in the egos. Look at this. Look at that. Hurry your ass up because the soul can't cut through that. The soul literally cannot cut through that. And also to get back to the soul, you have to cut through all the trauma and all the bullshit that you tell yourself. For me, I had to really come to terms with what happened to me in my past and stop pretending like it didn't happen. And not only did I have to stop pretending like it didn't happen, I had to feel the pain that was still within me. Was that easy? Oh my God, no. And I'm still doing it. I'm still healing. You know, I do cranio. I do different Reiki. I meditate every day. I do Kundalini just so I'm moving the energy. But that's what makes me happy is allowing it to release. And the more that you release, the more that you undo, the more that you uncover and start to pinpoint the beliefs that aren't yours. Who says that you have to do everything linearly? Who says that you have to work a job that you hate to survive? No one. You know, our grandparents and our parents You know, they didn't have the resources that we have today. They didn't have podcasts or groups on Facebook or Instagram, you know, whatever. They didn't have those. So this is an outdated kind of system that we're living in. And 2020 is a big year. It is a very big year. We are shifting into the age of Aquarius. And this happens, shifting of ages every 2,000 years. We're coming out of the Piscean age, which is a very individualistic, you go and worship a guru, You have one person who disseminates the information to everybody else. 
The Aquarian age is we're in community. We're all growing together. It's love. It's harmony. Things are changing. And the things that we carried with us no longer can stand if we are going to move into who we came here to be. And that's why so many people are so restless. So many more entrepreneurs are popping up because there's a fundamental disconnect in the system. And truly, I mean, I felt this way. By the time I had recovered from mono, recovered from an eating disorder, recovered from just a good amount of trauma, as so many people have, this is not unique to me. I was like, you're telling me that I survived all this and I just have to do what everybody else is doing and I never have a moment to myself. It just didn't sit well with me. And I didn't understand this. I didn't know what it meant until I got quiet, until I found yoga, which is really interesting because yoga slows the mind down and you can come back into the body. You can slow down. You can listen. You can tap in. You can hear the wisdom that your soul is whispering. That's the thing. It doesn't pull. It's not super intense. I mean, sometimes it is, but for the most part, it's pretty subtle. So if your ego is yelling, you know, we need to worry about this, worry about what people think of you, worry about surviving, like you're not taken care of. That's really loud. And when you meditate, you do yoga, you do whatever kind of healing modality it is. It doesn't have to be those. But when you do those, your soul can come through. And the messages it has unique to you, when you can activate in the way that only you can activate, that's where this comes from. There's so much to this. And this changing of the guard, it really is a big deal. People are saying that this time period, these years, This transition is the reason why we incarnated this time, the reason why we came to earth at this point. So reconnecting with the soul, who knows what you came here for? He knows exactly what you did. But you know, when we're born, we forget. (laughs) And then we're given all these arbitrary rules from our parents and things that are unacceptable. And, you know, you can't have this much money by enjoying yourself or whatever those beliefs are. And the process of undoing those and creating authentically rather than creating from old conditioning and just going down the old patterns. It takes healing. It takes silence because the only way that we can hear these downloads, tap into these things is by slowing down. And I kind of touched on what happened to me. I lived in DC and I had this great job and I thought it was great and I had all these friends and it was just a really cool experience. And then I got really sick. I ended up in the emergency room at 4am and I had mono and that was such a traumatic experience. It's only been about two years or so and really, really changed my life. And it was very difficult for a long time. But the paradigm of me constantly doing, constantly pushing, I forced my way there. I applied, I called people, I was going crazy trying to get there rather than slowing. And you know why? Because my soul was telling me, you know, maybe this isn't it. But I didn't listen. My ego wanted to go. And, you know, so I created this good life, you know, what I seemingly had created. And I ended up sicker than I had ever been in my life. My body was physically rejecting what my ego had created. So this pushing and pushing, you know, I had to move home. I was so sick and I eventually had gotten better. And true to form, I signed up for a half marathon. You know, I was doing this and training and I needed recovery. I needed a way to recover. And I, you know, walked into a yoga class at my gym once a week. I had no idea that this ancient science would change my life in the way that it did. And it wasn't super overt, you know, it was pretty subtle. But what was happening was I was slowing my mind down. 
And instead of moving from the mind and the ego and all of its conditioning and this and that and beliefs, I was moving from the present, which is where my soul is and my soul lies. So finding yoga was really just a fancy way of slowing down my mind and all the conditioning and things like that I had put on what I wanted to do with my life and used this practice to slow down the thoughts in order to connect back with the present, which is where the soul is. Again, it just was starting to silence. And that's why so many people started to practice yoga. I mean, it has increased like 300% or some astronomical amount since 1997 for a reason. People understand that they need to get quiet. They need to find something within themselves that is untouched by the ego, even if you don't see it that way. So silence, you know, meditating, coming back, and you have to do the work. We have to do the work. We have to undo all of these old patterns and conditioning that are holding us back from living an authentic life. And instead of worrying about this and worrying about that, like the ego does, because it sees itself as separate, doesn't see itself as a piece of God, which is always supported by the universe. It sees itself as separate and therefore needs to do everything on its own which is not the case at all. And if you just, you know, would listen to your soul and come back to the present moment and tap in, get quiet and listen instead of push and think and contract and contrive and put everything together and try and force it, just get quiet. This is where the answers are. And I'm living proof of this. Seriously. I mean, I had the worst anxiety you've probably ever seen. I have shirked medication so many times. Again, all because I would not listen. My soul was like, you need to sit down, get quiet, and heal all of these old patterns and these old wounds that you're carrying with you if you are to do what you came here to do. And every single person has this within them. What are you ignoring? Why aren't you quiet? Why can't you get quiet? What is holding you back from that? And that doesn't mean to be like an accusatory way, like why can't you get quiet? But what is it? What is the trauma you don't want to face? What are the questions you don't want to answer? And you know, maybe the first time it's not that intense. I mean, mine came up relatively gradually. You know, I started to just see, oh, like I see what's led me astray. I've seen where my ego has been pulling me rather than me listening to my authentic self. It takes some time to do that for sure. But just start thinking about silence and your relationship with it. What do you do in your free time? You know, do you try and fill it? What happens when there's not that much to do? Wayne Dyer talks about this all the time, and he said it best. He said, when you pray, you're speaking to God. When you meditate, God is talking to you. Without this guidance, it is very difficult to make something of where you're going and to make out exactly what your path is. And we need it. We need it now more than ever. And just heed this. Just please, please, please try and get quiet. You know, meditate, even if it's for a little bit. If it's for a little bit and maybe doing some conscious breath work, if meditation doesn't work for you or just getting to a yoga class, something to slow down the racing mind. And it isn't just for anxiety, you know, obviously slowing the mind does wonders for anxiety, depression, things like that, but it connects you to something. It's much more than a mindfulness tool. It connects you to something. It connects you to the source from which you came, the powerful source that makes the tides rise, your fingernails grow. And creates a baby from like a speck of human protoplasm. 
Like, really trust this rather than the ego and what your parents tell you. (laughs) We all have access to this. If we could only just get more quiet and trust the things that come through to us. And I know it's easier said than done sometimes, but we have to start carving out time for silence, for meditation, for being alone, for being one with source, God, whatever you want to call it, being connected. And it's within us, you know, it's not some high in the sky type energy. It's within us. We are all a piece of the same energy. Every single thing is made of the exact same substance. It is the universe. So everything that you seek is within you because we are all made of the same substance. And you can access that. You can access your heart. You can access your soul, which knows what feels good, doesn't adhere to what other people want you to feel like or think will make you feel good. It adheres to what it knows, which is the truth. So cut through all of it. Cut through all the bullshit. What is it from holding you back from the silence? And if you can be in the silence, what is it telling you? What is it pulling you towards? Follow the little breadcrumbs. Doesn't have to be huge. What lights your soul up? Just follow it. And if you've had traumatic experiences from constant doing and things like that, I get it. Oh my God, it was a nightmare. I mean, it really almost killed me. That's the work though. That is the work is undoing that paradigm that you're not enough, that you need to constantly accumulate because you already are. You already are enough. You're a piece of God. I mean, how could you not be? All of us. And you came here to enjoy your life. You came here to feel good and not just repeat old patterns and old things that were passed down. You came here to create from you, from your specific energy that could only activate in the way that you can. What a cool thing. Like what an honor. And all of it can just come through when you're willing to be quiet, to show yourself that love, that no matter what comes through, you're still enough. I know it's so funny me talking about it. I had such bad issues with this, but I've come so far. And, you know, if you're still there, I am sending so much love. You have no idea because I get it. And, you know, we're all moving through this together. We're all awakening together. This is why it's called awakening. We are getting shaken from our slumber of thinking that things are linear. And we have to do them like everyone else. Stop. Get quiet. Ground down. Do all the things. Find community to do this with. And trust what comes forth. Trust what comes forth. And act on those. It may be slow. It may be fast. doesn't matter if you're moving authentically. And the universe will move very quickly to support that. Very quickly. You will be amazed at what doors open when you choose this path rather than forcing rather than adhering to everything else. Cut through the fear. Cut through the noise. Reconnect. (sighs) Thanks so much, you guys. I hope this really helped. Let me know any comments, questions. You can follow along on Instagram at brightsideofthemoonpod on Instagram or Paige Pitchler. Also, you can follow me on Insight Timer now. It's just Paige Pitchler. I have a few meditations that kind of help with this. If you want help moving from, you know, all the noise, coming back, I really work a lot on this on Insight Timer and with my private meditation mentoring clients. So let me know if you have any questions about that. My email is page at pagepitchler.com. Otherwise, I'm so glad that you came. I'm so glad that you're listening. Please rate, review, share, whatever, whoever you think needs this message. I would love for them to hear. I would love to build, you know, this community of love and truth and just making sure that, you know, we're all in this together. It's not we're awakening one at a time. This is the age of Aquarius. We're awakening collectively. 
Show love to everybody because you'll, you'll show love to yourself and vice versa. Have an amazing rest of your week, rest of your day, whatever it is. I'm sending love. See you next time.